Welcome to Nickels and Dimes. I'm Bo Nickel. He's the dime. Let's get it. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. If you have questions, comments, leave them, and we'll bring them to the show. What's up, guys? We did film an episode yesterday with Johnny Drinks, our first guest on the show. It was super awesome, super exciting. First topic was breaking down the Brian Callen situation. And so that's all going to air in September. But to keep you all updated, we're going to clip it in. I'm doing great. And um, I want to say one thing before we get started here. Let's go. And you told me I'm allowed to curse. So I just want to open up with saying Brian Callen is a fucking moron. What an idiot. What an so I, I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, so I, I actually, so I, I what a good to, start. I, <laughs> had, I had to do some research. The biggest, the biggest a chimpanzee can get is like 411, 150. Now, the argument to be made to say that Bo can't take a one-on-one, I think that's still a flawed argument. These two, Dead. does he know the size of both of you? That's it, It's an insane he has no idea. statement. He has no idea. So here's the thing. This is what we're going to do. Brian Callen issued a challenge. Boom! I'm going to have good forward, good base, step back, step back, straight to, right down the pipe, right at either his jaw or his throat. Arm drag, take his back, Boom. he's dead. I challenge him, Brian, Come to State College, Pennsylvania. We'll, we'll give you a big room. We'll give you a 40 by 40 room. Mm-hmm. Try to survive against both of us for longer than 10 seconds. Bo, you just deflected. You didn't address the chimp. And you turned your sights on a 56-year-old man? Now, granted, I'm not just a regular 56-year-old man. High school wrestler, black belt, taekwondo. I understand boxing. I got a trick knee. And... Uh, and I get cold easily. But I, either way, I accept your challenge, bro. I accept your challenge, okay? You and your buddy. Handsome kid, by the way. Handsome kid. I say that as a straight man. Semi-straight man. Here's the thing. I'll meet you on your mats, bro. But here's my stipulations. I come to you, fine. But I'm naked. I'm shaved down. I'm clean. And I'm wearing my favorite cologne. Enjoy crab riding that, boys. Good luck. Good luck. He wants to come and, you know, fight us or whatever. No, no, he didn't. No, no, wait, wait, no, no. All right. He said he wants to come. He wants us to try to attack him, but he's going to be naked, right? Oh, yeah. That's respond. Well, let's start from the beginning and then we'll respond to the final okay, call. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Start from the beginning. So my, my point was the call out was to give him a kind of fundamental understanding of what it we was a comparison. Do. But when it was right. stitched, it was confusing. So this is why it was confusing is because everybody assumed that I was saying, oh, I can beat a chimp up. Now the equivalent is beating Brian Callen up. No. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm no. saying is I want Brian Callen to have an understanding of what we can do yeah. to him. Just so he understands, all right, this is what a chimp is going to be facing. Now he has a, a kind of understanding of what we're about. And yeah. now he can make a better decision and not be a, a complete idiot. Yeah. It's still, it, it's ridiculous. And like a chimp doesn't know, uh, listen, it's an animal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't train to fight. Train? What is they he going to do when you put train. him in a guillotine? They don't deadly. Exactly, bro. He may bite your hand off. He's going to bite me. Yeah. But there's two of you. There's four exactly. hands. Dude, and, and if you, if, if a chimp runs right at me, I'm step back, straight left, right down the pipe. It's going to be like, yo, I've never been hit with anything like that. I guess that. who's on his back? The chimp. And he has no, he has no clue, which that, is, yeah. is. We're going to stomp his face. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough. All right, now let's talk about his challenge because this is great. <laughs> this was the challenge. So the challenge was, we can clip it in. Basically, he said he wants us to come. He'll flap to state college. He wants us to come at him, but he's going to be naked. Stop. Yes. And what else was it? Um, he's going to be wearing his favorite cologne. He's wearing his favorite cologne and uh, clean shaven. Clean shaven. And basically, my response to that is, he just outlined what my ancestors have done for thousands of years. Yeah. So, so this is my answer. This is this is my response to Brian. I accept all of your terms, right. and I, I 
add one. I want you lathered up, full body, head to toe in baby oil. Yeah. Super slippery. Lather, lather yourself up, bud, because <laughs> I want to have a little bit of a challenge. When I grab you, I want you to be able to maybe have a chance to slip out of that. But what, so, I'm sorry. How is that even a comparable challenge? I don't even understand that. It's 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 not a it, the chimp and Brian are not comparison. What I want is for Brian to understand mm, what okay. he was we saying, can do. Yeah, he was I saying, want him to understand what it's like to be grabbed up by us, so he can realize that if I were a chimp, okay, you know, just just a fundamental understanding of like what we're bringing to the table. Yeah, right. I, I feel so safe in this room. I, I honestly <laughs> think if you were to name like how many guys can these two take on, like a regular, we're taking average dudes at the bar, infinite. Why, how do you think we got to chimps? I, is that how you started? I didn't even hear, is that how you guys started? No. So I'm saying I'm gonna give a number, maybe a little bit crazy. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say ten dudes easily. I have no doubt in my mind if ten average non-trained guys sure. ran up on us, that I don't think they would last more than sixty seconds. Here's the thing: you're not getting all ten. You're getting the first two. And They're gone. They, they eight yeah. are gone. I There's think if no we way. if we had a legitimate scenario where ten dudes rolled up on us at one time. They're untrained, right? If we're talking like trained guys, MMA fighters, okay, mm -hmm. that's different. Ten untrained average human beings, I think they're all going to end up in the hospital. And if they if if they can't run away, if they decide we're fighting, we're going all oh, in like on in this, a cage in a cage, they're they're For all sure. going to the hospital, one hundred percent. Do you have this planned out? I just feel like one dude would like I would be cr cr cracking a dude, and mm -hmm. one dude would like hit me in the back of the head, and I would just be like. <laughs> I mean, like you, you woke up the beast. Though. Yeah, I'd be yeah, like, didn't did, even you hurt. Just, did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? Is your hand made of straw? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an untrained punch, you, yeah. you may not even be phased by that. Yeah, you're, is your hand like is that the hand of an eight year old girl? Right, and now he's intimidated because you didn't even get phased. But yeah, that's, exactly. that's a tough one exactly. for these ten yeah. average humans. Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, I like those odds. Yeah, yeah me too. For sure, I, I'll take us minus six hundred. <laughs> all right, I'm in. <laughs> I'll put some money down. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. I kind of miss having that little Jersey guy next to us. Ah, I knew you loved him. He was great. He was great. He's the I best. Just forget how much I love Jersey people, man. Yeah, dude, he's one in a million though. Um, how many people are there in there's New Jersey? Not a million people in New Jersey. There are a million. There have to be a million. What's the population of New Jersey? Five hundred thousand. No way, bro. That's the population of Wyoming. It's the least uh, pop. Nine point two million. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, he was one in a million because there are about nine people that I know from New Jersey that I actually like. There are seven of them are your family. I don't know geography. Well, I can't believe there's nine million people in New Jersey. <laughs> Tony's like, well, I mean, I know 80% of New Jersey, <laughs> yeah. so and and 60% of my family. The the reason why that annoys me is how do I not have 9.2 million followers? That's a great question. You should have the entire state. Yeah. Because you put the entire state on your back. You're pretty much the only thing good that's come out of Jersey. Johnny Drink's still in the in Jersey. I would so agree with that. You've come out of it. I would agree with that. Yeah. What else has been good that's come out of that state? Nothing. No, I'm New Jersey's actually dope. New Jersey's actually cool. It's cool if you get in the right setting. Yeah, I want to talk to him more about it, but we got into too much of his story and drinking, which is fine. <laughs> but I wanted to hear his his roots and what he loves so much about Jersey. Cause I know what I love about it, but I wanted to hear his perspective. <laughs> interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, what would, you, what were you thinking? It was interesting to have a guest on the pod. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I think we have a good dynamic with a guest. Definitely. Because we kind of pull them into our yeah. chemistry mm -hmm. and then they feel safe and they can elaborate and then we can hop in with our stuff. So I, I feel like it was a good, a good mix. We should do more of them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Let's get another guest on. Because the, uh, the guest we have currently doesn't talk much, and which is 
Good. Which is good, but like at some point we want some give and take and yeah, you know. But yeah, John, Johnny Drinks the man. Johnny Drinks the man. And who who do you think our next guest is going to be? Trump. That is <laughs> quite the job. Yeah. <laughs> imagine here if I brought John. 20 Secret Service squeezed in here. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. That'd be huge. Man. Um, all right. Who? I don't know. Who do you think? Who would you want to have on? Who are some guests you want on the pod? I, I, I haven't even thought about this. Let's, Me neither. Let's think about it. Uh, David Goggins. Dude, that'd be sick. That'd be a good one. Goggins. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Who else? Chris. Chris, dude, he'd be a great guest. Yeah. He'd be such a good guest. Yeah. That would that would be our best episode. I Coach think. Cal. Coach Just Cal. Just all of our start off with our, our coaches yeah. and mentors and Yeah. Coach Cal would be fun. Yeah. Have them share like five percent with the viewers. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah, they just get a little taste of it. Yeah. Taste of why we are the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Yeah, those would be That'd awesome. Be fun. Maybe get I don't know. I don't really know too many other people. Why don't you guys comment below? Yeah, comment below. Let us know who you want us to bring on the show. And we'll do it. If we like it. Yeah. If not. If we don't like them, we'll still do it and we'll just berate them the whole time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That like, would be. You're, you're wrong. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like we, Brian Callen. Oh, I, we need to get Brian Callen on. Yeah. Get I think it, it would be good to invite him he would be. Here. He would back down. Immediately, in our, I think in our like, guys, guys, guys. I think that I think that he would get out here and and he would immediately retract most of his opinions. Yeah, he would try to find a way to justify it, but he would retract. It. Well, that's the thing. You weren't deflecting the, the the question or situation. You just were asking him to gain a little knowledge yes. on the situation on the situation, and you do that by feeling us. right. I want to give him a foundation of understanding of. What we can do because he knows a lot about chimps. Yeah, he knows because you can read chimps. a lot about chimps. But yeah, can't. there's a lot of information about chimps out there. There's not that much information. No, about us. so just come feel it firsthand. Feel it, and then now you realize, okay, man, I would actually take back what I said. Yeah, I think that both of you guys have a lot of discipline. So how does one stay disciplined through adversity? That's a great question. Love that question. And I can I can sum it up with two words. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't like the idea of making excuses of, oh, I'm not going to be disciplined because of this or that. Or I don't like having to justify making your decisions and make it okay in your head. Mm -hmm. To me, if I'm going to decide to do something, I'm just going to own it. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and, and I'll, I'll take today for an example. We were at Sowers and, you know, could I got an omelet with six eggs? Yeah, I could have. But what did I get? Grilletia. A grilletia. It looked amazing. A Chipotle chicken bacon ranch grilletia. It was fire. Does it have a tortilla on it? Yeah. Do I know that that's going to screw up my one-to-one -one carb to protein ratio today? Yeah. I know this. I'm not going to make an excuse to justify this decision of, oh, but it's okay because I just did it. And I know it's not ideal. But guess what, man? When I'm being disciplined and making the decision to follow a, a structure and order, I'm just going to do it. So that's okay. kind of my opinion on it. Interesting. I don't like justifying 
or making excuses why you go against it. If you're going to go against it, just own it. And then if you're not, just own it the same. Okay. So you're coming at it from just being straight up about knowing when you're disciplined and when you're not. So I feel like when people, my main point is when, when somebody starts making excuse as to why they broke whatever you know habit discipline they they had for example food is very easy right because people want to keep a, a strict diet and then they don't but they say oh but this or that oh but this or that just own it mm-hmm. just freaking own it and if you're going to do that do that and if you're not then don't but don't make excuses for why you couldn't do something okay i got you yeah i would say i mean discipline through adversity is what makes it what gives discipline the most meaning discipline through adversity is almost a what's what's the right what word am i thinking of it's, uh, yeah it's a it's a double yeah you know it's like a double negative yeah almost. it's like it, discipline is re- regardless it's of, redundant yeah that's the word i'm thinking of it's yeah, redundant because, you know a lot of people can be disciplined when things are going good right is that even discipline to a certain extent but I guess but things when things are going bad can you keep that consistency and stick to that which when is was when it really feels like discipline yeah and then that carries you through to the good times when you can when you can con- continue to commit to it during those so I think mm. yeah it's just it's an interesting question because discipline should be uninvolved with good or bad times it's discipline is committing to what you said you're going to do even when you don't want to do it for sure and that involves when you feel like it or when you don't so definitely um and i think that's what's helped us a lot is if we commit to something whether it's in a period of time whether it's through fight camp or or whether it's across the board like yesterday we're talking about like not drinking not drinking caffeine alcohol things like that yep across the board that's something that we're disciplined with other things like you want to enjoy a grilled tia because you're out of camp, and you have a fight coming up. You're choosing to be a little yeah. less disciplined because you're owning that and you're making a conscious choice. And I think to me, yeah, it's, it's a conscious choice. It's not binging and it's not um, like just falling into temptation of doing it. It's yeah. not like like I went there full on knowing I was going to get a grilled yeah. It wasn't like I got there and I was like, shit, yeah. I'm just going to get I, I broke. It's different. It's like I'm going to make a conscious effort to. And then when I decide to get on my shit. I'm going to get on it and I'm not going to really be distracted. Yeah. But I'm not going to, you know, in my mind, it all comes back to a choice. And for me, the discipline aspect of it is, is very important and, and training, you know, a certain way, living a certain way, everything, eat, sleep, train, all of it together a certain way which is what I feel is best for me to be able to compete um, at the highest level. But I'm never going to, in my mind, I've, I've never gone into <clears throat> competition, for sure haven't gone into a fight this last two years and felt like, man, did I do enough? Yeah. I'm just never going to doubt myself. Yeah. It, even if, you know, let's say there's there could have been something that I could maybe f- look back on. Like I wouldn't like think into my past 
and trying to nitpick out something that I didn't do yeah. or something that I did do that was in, that is negative. I just know everything I'm done up to this point. That's what I got. Yeah. So and it's it helps it. that it's ninety nine point nine percent positive. You know you did that. So yeah, it's like you're not going to think about those. It's very intuitive for me. Yeah. It's not. It, it has nothing to do with other people. Has nothing to do with anybody. Anything I see anybody else do. I think that discipline should be very personal, and I think that it's easy. I felt this way before when I see other people how they train or how they do certain things. And I've been very judgmental towards them. Mm-hmm. Been like, yo, you don't do nothing. You don't work hard. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not disciplined. You, you're always going, going out doing this or that. But I think the older I've gotten, I've, I've really let go of that mm-hmm. and felt like discipline and these things. Yeah. There's always going to be right and wrong. And you know, so there's, there, there can be discipline. There can be undisciplined, but to me, being undisciplined is just going against your your choice, letting a situation overcome you. Yeah. If you're just making a conscious effort and a conscious decision to do certain things, that's disciplined, even if it's the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like being undisciplined is when you basically you lose that presence, that consciousness, and you fall into a trap of going against what you actually want. I got you. Does that make sense? Yeah, like on a grand scheme, there's a known way to be disciplined in a certain aspect, but it also comes down to a certain person's choice. Like for sure. If, if they desire their life to be a certain way, like discipline for them is maybe going out once a week and having a couple of drinks. But if they stick to that, they're sticking to their discipline, then that's that's different. But I, I think that's that's cool that you've grown into that because yeah, we can't want anything for anyone else. And plus, we don't know where that's coming from. Maybe it's a lack of knowledge. Maybe it's a lack of desire for what they say they want or that what you want. Um, or it's they're not on that that path yet. They're at that point in their in their journey where they're not able to be that disciplined. So I think I've grown to that too, where just because I'm learning and putting myself under certain standards doesn't give me a right to push that on anyone else. Absolutely. I think that for me, when I look back on it, a lot of it was projecting insecurities um, of myself onto other people because I put so much mm-hmm. of my you know, identity and value in results that I felt like it was just a math equation. It was like, you do this, you do this, you get this result. Mm-hmm. You do this, you do that, you get this result. And I couldn't really put myself in another person's shoes and see that there's other people that just want different things. Mm -hmm. And now I I feel like I've been able to realize that. And so when I see another person, it's a little easier for me to not like project myself onto them. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that really probably comes back to like, I don't really feel like my identity is, you know, rooted in winning and losing. Mm -hmm. And and that was just, you know, something that I had to overcome and, and it's really allowed me to judge others less. I felt like if you choose, if you're making a conscious choice to do something that is a negative in your career, Mm -hmm. that that made you like worse. Mm -hmm. It made you like a not a bad person but you made you like worse of a person because i felt that way about myself because i felt like oh if i did certain things 
like I'm that's making me worse. Yeah, which is a tough way to live. Yeah, it's really yeah. tough. It's tough. It's yeah. very stressful. Yeah. But now I feel like, you know, a lot of the reason that I've been able to compete well is because I don't feel that way. Yeah. It's just a like you said, a conscious or unconscious choice, but it doesn't reflect the human being you are. And I think also the other side, I think it's interesting to hear your perspective on maybe projecting. But it's I think the other side of it for you is you want the people around you to win as well so you want the best for them and maybe that can push your own state or not to them so it's finding the balance but i think it also comes from just wanting other people to win and, and you know what it takes and so sometimes that can come across in a way where people feel judged or you feel like you're judging them but i just i think there's two like causes there if you would agree i i absolutely agree i think that for me i'm a very team oriented person and the people that I'm around that I'm close with I want them all to be as successful as po as they possibly can and yeah I've had a lot of success exactly you know and, and I feel like I've been able to achieve it a certain way so there was a lot of times where I felt like why doesn't this person just do what I'm doing mm -hmm. or do what we're doing like this like why wouldn't they just why wouldn't everybody just do it exactly like we're doing which is, I'm sure, how the coaches feel. And yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, we have conversation with them yeah. about it. But I think that growing up and maturing is, one, just realizing that people have different priorities and that everybody's on their own path. And two, being willing to not be frustrated by somebody else. It's not personal. It has nothing to do personally with, with me or with you or with us. And, and to be able to, like, just let them go. Mm -hmm. You can't be flustered or waste energy on that because everybody has to learn on their own pace. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're able to accept that, even if you care about somebody and love somebody, you know, maybe they're going to make a bad decision and you feel, you can feel the same about them. Or even if they do something, you tell them to do something and they do something different or opposite, you can still feel the same um, you, you kind of got to let them let people do that. Yeah. I think to a certain extent, it's like an aspect of unconditional love, like right. regardless of how you choose to live. Um, I'm still going to love you through it. I'm, I'm going to help you get the information if you seek it, but I'm not going to hold you like, like a parent and try to make sure that, Oh, if you don't do this, like I'm going to feel a certain way yeah. towards you. I, I, yeah, definitely. I think as a parent, right. Like, you know, my wife's going to have a baby soon. And I think a lot about how I'm going to act towards my son and, and, you know, because obviously I, I want him to do well. I want him to be happy. I want him to be successful. And, but I also feel like I just see so often that father-son relationship strained to where the dad puts so much expectation on the son for any different reason. There are many different reasons why that would happen. But that expectation, I think, just puts a lot of strain on the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to expectation and it comes back to, to identity and, and how you feel about yourself. And again, that, that projection onto that other person. But if you can let go of the expectation, allow people to travel their own path, to learn at their own pace and, and realize things on their own while providing, you know, guidance, support, love, mm -hmm. And maybe a little bit of discipline or a little bit of structure when needed. That's to me like what I'm trying to figure out, you know, because awesome. I don't really know the what it is, but I feel like I kind of have the I 
the the skeleton of it. Yeah, I think that's a great basis. Expectations are what cause most of the stress in our lives, and it's gonna be cool to see you progress as a father and like each of these stages, getting married and yeah, having a kid. Like they just bring out a full new evolved version of yourself if you approach it correctly, which I know you will. So it's gonna be cool to see and hopefully experience. How crazy is it that? So. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it's like I'm gonna be a dad. Yeah, it's so weird, right? It's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously that's like, as far as my day goes, probably my number one thought. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> throughout the day, it's the thing I'm thinking about most because I want to do a good job. But yeah, it's, it's so weird, man. It's huge. It's like something that is so common. So it's kind of taken for granted until it's right in your face. Like even right. seeing it uh, from like my sisters and other, other people like that, then you see the miracle happen you see like the pregnancy, the birth, and then the child like continue to grow up. And it's like, this is insane. Like we, we, we don't appreciate how much of a miracle is going on and how much, um, how special it is. So yeah. it's going to be even cooler to see firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting to me because it brings so many emotions out of you that you have to deal with and maybe you've never felt before, you know, and I'm sure it'll be times a hundred when my son's actually living on, well, he's living live right now, but he's actually mm -hmm. like, like walking around, walking there. around. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm sure it's going to be times a million, but so many things pop in my head now um, about wanting my wife and him to be safe and healthy and just honestly some like worries and fears about just like their safety and health that I've never really felt about another person. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's natural as maybe as, as a dad, as a father to feel that towards your, towards your wife and towards your, your children. But it's so strong in me, like the initial instinct to, keep them safe and protected. Mm -hmm. But I, th so I think that's, that's, that's a good thing, you know, at, at the base and foundation and it's a healthy thing, but also it's there for a reason. Yeah. It's in your, but also, DNA. yeah, I feel like I have, to, it's, it's made me grow a lot closer with God and my faith mm -hmm. because there's a lot of senses. There's a lot of circumstances where I have to let that go mm. where you know, my wife, a good example, like she was traveling back from uh, your fiance's bachelor party, bachelorette party, and she's stuck in the airport. She had to stay overnight, all this stuff in Charlotte. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, what? Like freaking out. Like I'm like, my pregnant wife is in Charlotte around who knows who having to get a hotel. Like it's just so, like panic almost. Yeah. And, but, but circumstances like that have come up a few times. And so I really have to, surrender control to God and know that like his will be done and to me and, and know that, yeah, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to keep them safe and protect them and healthy and have a good life. But you do have to surrender a lot of that control. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Right. Like their life's going to progress in a certain way, kind of regardless. Yeah. And you can do the best you can and trust God with the rest. So that's, that's really cool. It's, it's, it's cool and it's difficult Yeah, because when you're dealing with yourself, I I put myself in interesting, dangerous situations. Right, mm -hmm. I fight people for a living. I'm hunting. I'm, you know, 
doing crazy stuff, jumping off something. Like, like I'm not afraid to really put myself out there in a situation that is perceived as dangerous or there's, there is actual inherent risk. But I'd always feel in, basically in control. Yeah. Like, I never feel like I go into a situation and I'm just can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I always, for myself. But then there are situations like that with, with my wife where, you know, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And you kind of got to, I think that's just helped me. It's helped me with, with, with my faith, honestly, because mm-hmm. it always goes in this cycle of, of realizing what the situation is, thinking about possible negative outcomes and then being panicked a little, but then I have to like go back to my faith, go yeah. back to like, God's got this, mm-hmm. like he's control. He's going to take care of them. You know, I'm not worried. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not worried. It's just that I trust him You're over, over being worried. Yeah. Yeah. There's still worry, but yeah. I'm choosing trust mm-hmm. over it. And then it's like, you know, a little relaxation after that, you know, try to at least, mm-hmm. but it's, it happens almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's only going to, it's only preparing you for having a child, which is going to be 10 times more. I just feel like I'm going to get one of those baby Bjorns. And just keep him, <laughs> And that's where he's going to be for, the first 12 years <laughs> he's just gonna be right here and, and, he, and nothing bad's gonna happen and then you know? you're gonna send knuckle champs house for two years and oh gosh <laughs> what are you gonna teach him bro as uncle i'm gonna teach him everything bro everything we've learned together uh Every, anything you forget to tell him i'll be there like, that's hey. why we're a good team yeah i'll be yeah. like hey just remember just remember <laughs> uh, that's great i'm gonna be like hey no girls, no <laughs> nothing. You focus on football, learn your playbook, and that's that. And then we'll get a lift in, we'll eat our six eggs, and we're good. And then you're like, well, a little bit I'm of like, girls. You need to find a wife at some point. Yeah. So the girls are okay. <laughs> you're like, listen, bro, listen, you're, you just be like, your dad is so mean to every girl. <laughs> you want to you wanna play the game a little bit. Teach him some game. <laughs> yeah, he'll be I'll, a smooth person. I'll let him, rely, I'll let him uh, go to you for that. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I don't really want to teach my son that stuff, but he needs somebody to do yeah. it. He needs, a, he needs how to know how to know how to act like a gentleman. I'll give him the example. Well, <laughs> I'll give him the example of how to treat a wife and be nice and and like be cordial, cordial, right? Like and uh, like how I treat his mom, mm-hmm. and then. You can come in and just teach him how to be smooth. Yeah. Because he's got to get there. You he's got al- it. You always had a girlfriend, so you didn't need to really go out there. Exactly. And search. But some of us, you know, took till 27 to find that. So. <laughs> Which is so late. It's <laughs> yeah. like you you're might as well be 50. Oh, man. It's like you're over the hill. Yeah. At 27. That's how it is around our squad. Yeah, for but real. You guys all If you don't get married... 25 or younger it's like everybody's kind of looking at you like what are you doing i know <laughs> like guys and there's me <laughs> you still you're got 21 yeah you're 22 you're gonna be closer to 21 than you are to 25 <laughs> you're closer to 18 than you are to 25 what? you're Your a mind. baby uh, you're closer to 12 than you are to, to 24 you're 12 <laughs> <laughs> big card this weekend ufc 292 um, is there any discipline guys on that card? Dude, there is a guy that Probably has not. talked mad crap about you, Bo. Me? Mad crap. Who? Yeah. Uh, Andre Petroski. 
Oh, bro, that dude didn't talk crap about me. He loves me. That's not what, dude. On Ariel today, he was like talking some crap about. He was talking about me. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is this is the reality about this guy. Is he's got the biggest crush on me? If he saw me in person, he'd be like, "Dude, let's grab a pic, bro." Like, oh my gosh, I'm a big fan. Like, this dude probably grew up watching me wrestle and admired me, and now it's like. He's on social media. He's got an Instagram account, so he thinks he can. He can, but in in reality, this guy loves me, man. He's one of my biggest fans. He talks about me more than almost anyone I've ever, I've ever heard. Which you know, there's a lot of people talking a lot about me. Yeah, who's he fighting? Uh, Gerald Mir. Oh, so that Gerald's you, you my boy. With him? Yeah, Gerald's my my guy. How do you think that's gonna go? I don't know, man. They both have good jujitsu. Yeah, I haven't watched that much film on him, but I think that I think. So, Gerald lost to, to Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. I don't think Petrovsky's that good, man. I think he kind of sucks, if I'm being honest. I watch him a lot. He got smoked by Brian Battle, which Brian Battle's a 170 with no jujitsu. I haven't heard of him. And exactly, and he gets he gets gassed out. He tired. He gets so tired in all of his fights. He doesn't impress me one bit. We'll see which Gerald shows up. You know, sometimes Gerald shows up and looks great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he doesn't. So, but in reality, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I, I like Gerald, so I would, I would want Gerald to win. Yeah. But really, you know, whatever happens, happens. That dude is going to be irrelevant in one year. He's only, he's only relevant because he has a huge crush on me. That's the only reason anybody wants to do interview him is because they want to hear him talk about how much he loves me. Can't blame the guy. No, nah, man. Look at me. I'm cute as hell. Those glasses. On. And I can fight. Just got to get that. We just got to get it cut so we can get, you know. Yeah, I look like a stray dog right now. Being honest, <laughs> got to get shaped up. Uh, okay, who else is on the card? Uh, we'll skip to the main card. There's nothing else really except uh, Chris Weidman's fighting Brad Tavares. That's nice. awesome. That, that's been a couple. I got Weidman. Yeah, that's been a few years, huh? Has yeah. I think two or three at least. Yeah, probably three. Scared for him for a minute. His, I got uh, Weidman, dude. I think Weidman's gonna win. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he's he's love, underdog too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I used to love watching him when I was a <sighs> kid. He was the best man. Yeah, that era of him coming up, Long Island smoking strong. those Brazilians, just America, just good all day. old American boy. I love that man. Classic wrestler. He's the yeah. That was that was one of the best eras when he beat Anderson the first time. Oh, I remember watching it live. Me too. Couldn't believe it. It was one of the most for me unbelievable sports moments because Anderson was just yeah mauling guy. He was killing everybody, and Weidman comes out there, NCAA wrestler, yeah. knocks his ass out. Oh. I was the only one rooting for him out of my brothers. Really? Yeah. Oh, they just love Silva. They love Silva. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I was uh, rooting for him a hundred percent. Yeah. He just hit him with that like little bit of back fist. Clean. Just <sighs> slept. Yeah. It's just poetic. Yeah. You love to see that. And then second one shatters shattered his, his leg. Then it comes full circle. That was so weird. Weird. Very weird. There's some, I don't know. What there's to think some energy that there that wasn't dealt with. There was. If. Uh, Yes, Chris. Definitely something. Yeah, yeah but weird. I don't know, man. Yeah, I got Weidman. Yeah, me too. Who else? Beautiful. Uh, Marlon Vera against Pedro Munoz. Great fight. Cheeto Vera. Yeah. Cheeto. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. yeah. You know his real name is Marlon. Is it? Yeah. I never hear that. Yeah, I definitely got Cheeto. It's a good fight, man. It's a good fight. I'll go Cheeto points. Mm, I like that pick. New guy on the block mm. for better. Ian Gary mm. against Neil Magny. That's a cool fight. I got Gary. Yeah. 
the question isn't whether or not he's going to win. It's whether or not he's going to be that guy. Mm. So he's got to impress. He's got to impress me. He's right here. He needs to cross that. He threshold. needs to do something cool. Because I agree with that. He's if, got the personality. He's got the skills. He's got the Irish fans. He's got a lot going for him. But I agree that little push to the next level would be really cool. He's to see. cute as hell, bro. He's a good looking dude. He's a cutie. He's a cutie. He's clean. He's got a little baby face. Yeah, I love it. But uh, yeah, man. To me, I mean, I think it's a formality that he wins. The only way I see him not winning is if he just something weird happens. He gasses out, which I don't see him gassing out. But I'm saying like maybe he almost gets a finish, gets really tired, something something just weird, right? So I'm I'm kind of discounting that. I'm more on the train of does he go out and kind of outpoint him and win a decision? You know, he can do that and look really good, and I'll be impressed and be like, all right, maybe he's that guy. Or is he going to go out there and just put on a clinic mm-hmm. and go mop him up? Yeah. To me, I, I hope I know I hope he does. Me too. And then we'll see. But he's very talented and, you know. Big guy too for the weight. Big for the weight. Stay at 70, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right when I said that. I was like, yeah. I'm like, you know. <laughs> All right. Next. The main event. Aljamain Sterling against Sean O'Malley. It's a good fight. Aljo, I was impressed with Aljo against. Suhido. I like Sean a lot, bro. I love Sean. So do I. I I don't know, man. I think that he's so good for the sport that I almost want him to win. But Aljo's just good, dude. Yeah, I I feel similar. Aljo's got momentum mm-hmm. and he's kind of feeling it. He's staying active and he's he looked really well rounded against Suhudo. O'Malley impressed me against Peter Jan. I thought mm-hmm. the hype was going to kind of stop there, but it didn't. And he's definitely improving, and he does bring a lot of eyes to the sport. He's entertaining. So I'm not counting O'Malley out. No, it's you just can't the, count him out. The safe bet. You cannot be, count him out Yeah, ever. I think that to me, it's just so hard to beat. To me, Aljamain is a legit world-class grappler. Mm-hmm. I think if you put Aljamain in a grappling competition against pretty much any 135 in the world, sport jiu-jitsu guys. I think he's going to be right in there with him. Mm. I think he's also very underrated wrestling. I think, yeah, he was, what, Division three. Yeah. But, you know, he, he's a guy it. that probably could have been a Division one. Yeah. guy, you know. He had a decent match against RBY. Great match. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm talking about, dude. Like, he was in, he I freaking he's sick got, lateral drop on him. Yeah, from training in, in uh, Longa Weidman and... Uh, Training with Marab and those guys. I think he's just gotten like what way is, better. What does the coach say? Aljo! <laughs> Come on, Aljo! <laughs> you gotta kill him, Aljo! Come on! You're those, killing him! You're killing voice. him, Aljo! <laughs> yeah, bro. We gotta train with those guys. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Next yeah. time, next time. Uh, let's I'm go out, out there. Let's go out. They're let's, in Long Island? Yeah, let's go visit Uncle Phil and the fam. Heck and yeah, uh, let's go. Who hit me up? Uh, Gian Vellante hit me up. Oh, yeah, said, heavyweight. Yeah, he yeah, said he's we dope. come down there and train with him. Dude, that so. would be awesome. I would love to train with Weidman and yeah. him and uh, Matt Sarah, Sarah Longo, yep. right? Dude, yeah. yeah, let's do that. They got a good They got a good crew. Yeah, go hang with Shaq. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to do down there. Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, they're, they fit our vibe. I've talked to Aljo a couple times. Good dudes. Good dudes. Salt of the earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A couple, couple of Long Island Also, boys. my boy, uh, Matt Favola. I don't know if you... Steamroller yeah. Favola. Yep. Let's so go. He, uh, he's on a tear. He's on a tear. He's on a tear. He, he wants Patty. Yep, which I think would be awesome He would maul Patty. Yeah. Everybody says, okay, so that would be a great fight. I think... I do think you would beat Patty. 
I don't know why Patty wouldn't take that flight. It's a great flight yeah. for, for everybody. Especially where they're both at. Yeah, it makes um, sense. People like Frivola. He's yeah. on a roll. Mm-hmm. Good right. personality. Why is Patty not fighting anybody? He, he should fight He should fight him. Yeah, he, he, I think he was asking for, uh, Frivola was asking for that fight in MSG. It's been for a while, yeah. which November. But he's, uh, got a, he's got a lot of New York fans, so well, it would be huge. Who's Patty trying to fight nowadays? I haven't heard anything. All right. Yeah. Well, I think he's just coming back from injury. Like, yeah, to injury? Yeah. Got it. What's up, y'all? Just want to let you guys know UFC 292 Better has a new free-to-play game, Better Picks. You're not even going to be doing anything other than picking just a few things. And first things first, Aljamain Sterling, more or less than 1.5 takedowns landed. What? More. 1.5? He's going to... More. More, 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 more. Even if Sean... It's a five-round fight. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't land more than 1.5 takedowns. Maybe they're thinking he's going to take him down, choke him out right away. Hammer over one and a half takedowns. Number two. This is a better question. Aljamain, Sean O'Malley, more or less than three and a half rounds. Mm. So I'm going Aljo's sub if it doesn't. But points. I'm going over. Is realistic. I think it's decision. I think it's going decision. I'm going. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Over three and a half rounds. Aljo, Sean O'Malley. Next, O'Malley, more or less than 55 and a half strikes landed. More. O'Malley? 55 strikes is nothing. That's 10 around, 11 around. I think he'll land. I think he'll land a few on Aljamain. I mean, Aljo likes to walk forward and yeah, get, he'll in, get there in there. Too. And O'Malley will touch him with a couple of jabs on the way in. Couple yeah, no kick. doubt in my mind. 55 and a half over. We're hammering over on everything so far. Whaley Zhang, Amanda Lemos, more or less than three and a half rounds. That Amanda girl's kind of a dog, right? She's kind of a brute. Uh, but so is Zhang. I, I might go under on that. On to number four. <laughs> Total finishes on the main card. KOs, subs, TKOs, more or less than one and a half. Dude, it's been a finish trend. More like, than one and a half finishes across the whole card? On, on the main card. So out of five fights. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I'll go under. I'll go one. I think there's going to be one finish. Yeah. This, this game... This game is available in most states, so go download better and play free-to-play and win some money. Uh, last thing that we want to talk about was the Johnny Manziel knock documentary. Dude, did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched it together. I'm sorry, bro. You didn't finish it, though. You didn't finish it, though. You didn't even care about your boy. You didn't finish it. You Irish goodbye me. You know what I do, bro. You know what? You hate it, and I'll and always you hate it. you for it. I'll always hate you for it. I'm happy you taught me, but I'll always I did it. Irish goodbye you. The thing that you hate that even Maddie hates is okay, when there's when it's cer- twenty minutes when left. a certain time hits, I don't care if there's two minutes left. I don't I don't care if the credits are on. I don't care if what was that one movie we were watching where it was like literally about to get crazy, the yeah. train movie. Yeah, yeah. And Bullet train. I'm out. Let's watch that again. We should. And I'm out. And was there ten minutes left of the documentary? Yes. But I also was I was getting a little de- depressed because Johnny Menzel's story is so sick, but yeah, it, it, it ends up being sad. super sad. And I don't know where he's at right now with no, his good. with his growth and everything. He's chilling. He's good. I don't know. It seems like he, what? The, the scene <laughs> you left and you. No, I know, it. but when they they showed him like doing the actual documentary, he was still like smoking and oh, he's having a good time, bro. He's just having a beer, a beer here and there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but I'm going with my gut. <laughs> no, but he he looks like the man, and that is who we should have on the podcast. Make it happen. That Better would be make awesome. it happen. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Draft day. 
Johnny Manziel. Story was amazing. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I just loved the part that I loved was when he starts just going full savage mode, being like, I love the attitude. I don't really embody this at all, but I love the attitude of, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and still whip your ass. Mm. Like, it, I'm, it, I'm, it's definitely enticing. Like, uh, I eat pizza. I, I drink, drink soda. soda. Give me I, six weeks. I hang out with chicks all day. <laughs> Give me six weeks. I got him. I got him. Yeah, I love that, bro. Yeah, but that the, the weird, the funny thing that. is that's that's Mayweather's line. But Mayweather doesn't drink. He doesn't, doesn't do smoke. That. He doesn't do like. But he does eat pizza and drink soda and, and hang out with McDonald's. Chicks all day and yeah. McDonald's. So I don't know if that maybe doesn't affect you as much, but I don't know. Maybe you can be a world class boxer without doing anything right aside from training the way you should. Talking and like eating, drinking, recovery lifestyle, yeah. and yeah, oh, uh, not not drinking. I guess he doesn't do the. the he just big does ones. fast food. Yeah. He doesn't do alcohol. He doesn't do drugs. Which I do think, f- food food and females are his his vices. You know, females can that that's a whole slippery slope, um, Tell in me multiple that. ways. But uh, food, you can, <laughs> you can <laughs> food, you can. Uh, there's you can make up for it a little You're bit. You're saying a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, <laughs> because when I said that, you start giving me a weird look and Brody start dying. You can't see me, dude. You don't know what I'm I can see is. you. I can see a little bit through those. Okay, fine. So this is this is the point that I thought was really interesting, the whole documentary and how much money Johnny Menzel missed out on because of yeah. no NIL. Oh. Johnny, Johnny Menzel probably missed out on 100 mil with no NIL. At least. That's absolutely atrocious. At least. The NCAA is a freaking, it's freaking slave trade, bro. It's BS. Even nowadays, it's not what it should be, but like, least, who, what am I going to do? I'm not an activist. I'm not an NCA. I mean, you lost athlete. that on probably 10 mil. Probably, yeah. yeah. I probably could have made a couple mil my last year. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. I mean, and then, who knows? We might have freaking, I might have taken my COVID year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one. Money talks. You did. You could have transferred one of those, uh, I had, those years I, over to I me. I could have sold them. I, I had think three you, of them. Yeah, you have th- I think you still have one. Yeah, probably. You could have given that over to me. We could have run it back, ninety-seven, two eighty-five. <laughs> Transfer over. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrestle for. Uh, I'm trying. We're gonna. Uh, what would be like a good team? We're Alabama start a wrestling Sacred team. Just heart. me and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to win. They want to have two national champions their first year. They just pay for me and you, and we just train with the football team and lift and eat, and then go wrestle. <laughs> Transform the school. Yeah, we're the only two wrestlers on the team, and they just everything is private jet. It's steak and lobster. It's like they're spending the whole budget on us, <laughs> on two guys. Uh, that would be sick. But yeah, make that happen, Ronan. Get that. Get Johnny Wenzel as our next guest, dude. Um, it's funny though. Uh, this is going to be interesting, you know, to kind of add to this. But you know that um, series, the Full Swing series on Netflix, the golf one. Yeah, I met the producer. And we're talking about doing a show. Really? Yeah. So I have a couple ideas for it. That's awesome. So I've been approached by by Big T- by Flow, by Big Ten Network, and now by Netflix to do some type of documentary TV thing, and see who's the highest bidder. Yeah. They got a bit. They they got. They all want me. So I'm not going to do it do it for free, bro. Yeah. I mean, we knew that was going to come eventually. Yeah. So I've been in, in talks with them about some stuff. That's cool. It's in the works. Yeah, so I think it would be cool. I think a couple. I have a couple ideas. One, I think it would just be cool to take the content that we have from kind of me beginning my MMA career, the amateur fights, pro fights, your fight, your all of our training up to up to this point, and then you know make that a little 
docu-series along with, you know, moving forward, what we have going on. We could also just go back on a couple years, a couple big moments that we had. I think, you know, Penn State-Ohio State duel, the NCAAs, our senior year, just running through everybody, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. I think it would be, or maybe just all of those years kind of from our freshman year through our senior year, talk, talk get as much film footage as we can. Yeah, that's crazy that that hasn't been done yet. We got to do it. We got to do one that, that like backtracks, and then yeah. obviously we'll have our own like right. MMA journey. So, so yeah, so kind of what I'm thinking is it would be cool to kind of get everybody together from our freshman class and then just go through everything and like all the footage that we have. Do the interviews. like Do the interviews, talk it. about everything. Because I wish we had more. We don't yeah. really have any behind-the-scenes stuff. It's just crazy. There maybe is some out there somewhere, but we can just talk about it. Talk about all the yeah, which stuff they that do, went like on. like they do in the most of the Netflix stuff now. Most it's just stuff. like like Johnny's talking about and then showing the footage of when it happened. Yeah, they yeah. got a, a few uh, a few you know pick stuff here and there about him you know signing all that and this and that. Yeah. I'm just I just think it would be it would be crazy. Four national titles in four years, undefeated in duels. You know, a couple of those years are literally teams in the GOAT conversation. Mm-hmm. So many individuals that were just absolutely killing it. Um, but it would be fun to get like me, you, Nolf, maybe Zane. I, I really just want guys from our class, the class above, the class below, right in that era. I feel like it would be, kill, it would be killer. That'd be awesome. All right, y'all, make sure to like and subscribe. Nickels and Dimes podcast. Leave a five-star review. If y'all got any questions, comments, things you want us to chat about, Leave in the comments. We'll get to them if they're good.